Welcome to another episode of the Lazy Moms Podcast. So today I have the wonderful Mrs. Neander Reed. Woo! See, I really got to invest in one of those clappers. I don't have one, but whatever. (laughs) I felt it. Thank you so much for joining me, Neander. I'm so excited to have you on this episode. You are, oh, oh, let, let, let me say this right. No, rewind. Mrs. Dr. Neander (laughs) Reed. Let me get that right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here. Thank you for coming. And you are a ball of a lot of information that I know a lot of moms would definitely have questions for and who have had questions for, um, which is why I really thought it would be a great idea to have you on the show. Um, You are a dermatologist. And go ahead and um, so I'll give you the floor. You can kind of introduce yourself and your background. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm Dr. Neander Reed. I'm a board certified dermatologist and a co-owner of Embrace Dermatology and Aesthetics. We are located in Philadelphia and Spring House, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm also sorority sister to Caroline. Um, and so happy to be here answering your questions. Thank you. Um, so one of the very first questions that I had, um, some of the moms had, um, was about alopecia. I know for me, I I've never dealt with alopecia, but I've dealt with, um, hair loss and it happened in different, different pregnancies where one pregnancy, my hair might've grown. And then the other ones, I like, I was shedding like a dog. Which is ridiculous. I'm like, well, what is going on? And with my last daughter, <laughs> like, I honestly lost so much hair to the point where I ended up just locking it because I was just like, I, I don't even know what to do with it anymore. I've always wanted to lock it, actually. So that was just my, that was just my little thing to be like, ah, uh, my excuse. But, <laughs> but I did lose a lot of hair. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really common to have hair loss um, post-pregnancy. So. There are so many different types of alopecia, and alopecia is just a general term for hair loss, Mm -hmm. but um, we can have alopecia or hair loss for a number of reasons, um, including postpartum. Um, We can also have hair loss or alopecia after illnesses or after viruses, um, like after COVID. I'm seeing a lot of that even post-COVID in my clinic, or any other stressors on the body, including surgeries. Um, And this kind of hair loss is, is called telogen effluvium, and luckily it tends to be temporary. So oh, okay. have no fear. <laughs> um, it's, it's important after having a baby, you know, to give yourself, you know, some love, give yourself enough nutrients to replenish what you, you lost in the pregnancy. But definitely it's important to see your doctor if your hair loss continues or if you have other symptoms, because hair loss post-pregnancy can mean something else is wrong inside, like an abnormality of your thyroid gland or um, other things or other labs that we sometimes check in hair loss. So what are some things besides like making sure that you talk to your doctor? You said nutrients, like... Yeah, so so sometimes we check blood work in hair loss. We check your thyroid gland to make sure your thyroid is functioning okay. Sometimes we check your vitamin D level, your iron, and you know, some of these 
um, deficiencies can contribute to hair loss. Um, and I know a common thing that people think about is their edges or yes. the frontal scalp line, right? <laughs> um, which it's very common in the um, in black community in general or in African-American women. Um, and that's called traction alopecia. And that's basically when, you know, there's tension on the hair follicles on the frontal scalp. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can definitely lead to scarring and permanent hair loss if not addressed. So a lot of the things you can do are like protective hairstyles that are looser um, without tension. Those are probably the best. And then sometimes we as dermatologists, we can see you and prescribe certain topical medications and even certain oral medications to treat, you know, various types of hair loss. So I guess the, the bottom line is go see your board certified dermatologist <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't if it doesn't resolve or if things you're doing at home aren't working because there can be some things that are that are wrong that you can't address yourself you know right right which is good I mean because um, I know a lot of people who go through it they kind of they try different things first right. and sometimes it's like you take those uh, what's those pills sometimes uh, oh my gosh I can't remember yeah, the vitamins that the hair, skin, and nails for a while. And like you said, try not to do like the um, the the styles that pull your hair. But again, if that doesn't work, definitely go and see a dermatologist. Yeah, because a lot of the times, you know, we're, we're embarrassed by it. I mean, our hair is, is something that's a part of us. Right, um, like our crown. Yeah, exactly. And so some, some people may feel like, you know, they want to wait, see if they can address it themselves. But the longer you wait, the, the more progressed it becomes and it's harder to treat. Right. Oh, man. I know a lot of people who've gone through that. It may not have been completely alopecia, but the hair loss after pregnancy is definitely a big thing. I know my, my cousin, she mentioned that she went through that as well. And I told her, you know, so did I. It's it's really crazy. I don't even understand how that even happens or whatever. Um, I know you so, just went through it, but oh, go ahead. Yeah, so it's almost like you're, I hate to say it like this, but your hair has feelings. <laughs> when you're, and when your body feels stressed, your hair feels a stress too. So it goes into another uh, stage where it's shedding excessively. Um, and it's not supposed to be in that stage for, for too long. But when your body's stressed, it kind of stays in that stage a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So it just takes a little bit longer for your your growth cycle to kind of catch up is the best way to explain it. Ah, okay, okay. That that makes sense. Thank you for that. Of course. (laughs) Another question we had, I know this is something that um, I had to deal with, and I know a lot of moms who deal with, is like cradle cap for their their newborns. Um, And that's definitely something that is so scary, especially if you don't even know what it is and when it happens you're just like freaked out like well, what the heck is going on with my with my baby's head like I know for me no one ever told me this was gonna happen so Aww. when it happened to my oldest daughter after I had her I was just like uh what is going on and I told my husband oh my gosh she got these white flakes on her head I don't know what's going on <laughs> they're getting hard like what is this I had to call her doctor like freaking out is her scalp coming apart like what is (laughs) so yeah cradle cap is also very common (laughs) so um 
cradle cap is is the medical term is called seborrheic dermatitis and it's basically like you were saying a skin condition that causes scaly patches and red skin mainly on the on the scalp but you can also have it on the face um, in adults you could have it on the chest and back oh, wow. and it's actually this inflammatory reaction to excessive yeast which is um, malazizia yeast or sometimes called pitorosporum um, so there's a reason for it um, it's it's pretty common but this organism usually lives on our skin's surface um, and it, it's the likely cause of cradle cap and it's just our body's way of, of overreacting to this fungus um, and that causes the skin changes so it's common in babies but it's also common in, in adults right um, I see a lot of patients or women who come to me for like really excessive dandruff um, so it's, it's, it's in the same family as seborrheic dermatitis or cradle cap yeah and a number of things can cause it um, in adults usually you know change of season cold weather dry weather um, sometimes stress, recovery from like a stressful event, sometimes hormonal changes, um, sometimes illnesses, medications can do it, or sometimes immunosuppression, like if you have diabetes or um, other disorders. Okay. Well, I didn't realize that can happen in adults. Is it kind of like similar to when people get eczema or is that like a totally different? Yeah, it's kind of like a type of eczema, but it's a different um, different type. Um, okay. But, you know, with, with babies, we typically recommend doing like a anti-dandruff shampoo, which, you know, mm -hmm. anti-dandruff shampoo, adults as well. Um, something containing zinc um, or 2% zinc pyrithione is what we usually recommend. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll know like your Selsun Blue shampoos or, or your um, salicylic acid shampoos or Nizerol shampoos or the over-the-counter ways to treat it. Okay. But definitely, you know, we do recommend, of course, checking with your pediatrician to see if something else um, is up if it doesn't go away. It shouldn't last too long in babies, so I'm not sure how how your daughter did. With hers, it, um, it didn't last long. I think it was like maybe, I don't know. I feel like it happened as quickly as it left. Right. But when it did happen, it was just kind of like, what Very, the heck yeah. is this? Yeah, I'm like, what have I been doing? I've been washing her hair. I've been doing all of this. Like, why does she have this stuff in her hair? But okay. Yeah, and then so it has I had nothing to do with hygiene. That's what I've tried to tell people. Uh, right. Times. And because that's the first thing you, that's like the first thing you go to. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you haven't been washing it enough. You haven't been doing this enough. And it's like, no, I have. I've been washing her hair every yeah. day. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't realize how common and I didn't how common it was at first and I didn't even realize that adults can get it for it to be like a yeah. form of danger. Yeah. That's so interesting. Wow. Yeah. Some people say it runs in families as well, and I definitely do see that in practice. So is it when you said it happens on your skin, does it like flake off your skin? Yeah, it can be pretty scaly or it can look like pink patches, it can look like, you know loss of pigment like lighter than your normal skin color um, or darker than your normal skin color so it could present in a number of ways depending on the you know the natural skin tone that you have and for um for when it happens to like older adult with the skin does it last for a very long time as well or it not can and it, and it can be recurrent as well so that's a good that's a great question because in adults it tends to be more chronic like it'll get better and then get worse or go away for a while back as the seasons change. So um, it tends to be a little bit more chronic in adults. Kind of like eczema too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So in that same light of skin, uh, talking about skin. So as moms, 
we tend to forget about taking care of ourselves oh, yeah. <laughs> because, because you get so busy with taking care of the kids, the house, just everything. Oh, yeah or even work or whatever and you never like (laughs) develop any type of like good routines for yourself for your skin you know a lot of people like oh you know you gotta have that glowing skin but then when you become a mom it's like listen i ain't got time for that (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) it's definitely not easy (laughs) it's really not and then you see like some people like on social media where they have all their skincare routines and I'll be looking at it like listen y'all got a lot of time on your hands because I can't even do all of that <laughs> it really doesn't have to be that complicated <laughs> um yeah I would say don't don't look to that for your your skincare routine yes <laughs> social media can take it to another level for sure it um, really it really does it makes you feel like oh I am not even doing anything with my life look at this they they wash <laughs> then they put lotion on then they wash again then they I'm like oh my gosh I can't I'm, I'm not doing all of that <laughs> the double cleansing right right like just give me something quick easy even if it's not quick just something easy that I can do um after the kids are in bed and I can do it really quickly you know I'll go to bed and still have that glowing nice blowy skin the next day <laughs> yes I hear you I hear you and for some of us it's easy and for some it may be a little bit harder but a skincare routine is is honestly very unique to the person mm-hmm. depending on their skin type like oily dry, dry sensitive acne prone so it's it's every good skincare regimen has a few basic things right so your cleanser mm-hmm. uh, your moisturizer your sunscreen and your nighttime uh retinol so basically you need a cleanser something you know gentle if you have sensitive skin something right. with acne ingredients if you have oily or acne prone skin um and you should wash your face and cleanse your face twice a day <laughs> so that's you know that's like routine that's pretty kind of standard for most people um and then besides that you need a sunscreen in the morning spf over 30. Okay. and yes we do need sunscreen even though we're darker skin and we have a lot of melanin because <laughs> um, <laughs> I hear that a lot in my clinic, I know so like, my I got all this color. melanin right I got all this melanin what I need sunscreen for <laughs> I hear it every day so even though we are less likely to develop skin cancer we do um, feel the effects of the the sun rays um, the ozone layer is different than it was 50 years ago. And our DNA is, is different too. So in addition to that, we also get a lot of pigmentation from the sun and sun damage from the sun. So in order to have glowing skin and, and not have the effects of anti-aging of skin, we should definitely wear sunscreen every day. So that's essential. Right. Um, and that, of course, you would put on in the morning um, after you cleanse your skin. Um, and then, you know, getting a sunscreen with a moisturizer probably cuts down on having to apply a moisturizer. So I usually just choose a, a moisturizer with SPF or sunscreen in it. Okay. Because I have two kids and a busy life and I also don't have time. Right. <laughs> right. And, and then at night, the same thing, right? You cleanse your skin and most people, um, you know, if, if you want glowing skin, you will need a retinol or a retinoid. So a retinol is probably all the, you know, what you hear about on Instagram and social media. It's a vitamin A derivative mm-hmm. and it really helps with epidermal turnover, which is the top layer of the skin. So it helps to rejuvenate the skin. It helps treat acne. It helps treat wrinkles. It helps treat dark spots. 
So it's kind of your, one of the mainstays, you know, most important part after sunscreen of your skincare routine. And then after that, it's all the extras. So <laughs> cleanse your skin, put sunscreen on in the morning, a retinol at night, and a moisturizer if you want to put that on top of your retinol. And then some people, of course, want to do extras. Like, right. <laughs> you're that kind of person, go go for it. Antioxidants is something like a vitamin C serum that you can put on in the morning before you put your sunscreen on, for example. So it really just depends on how much extra you want to add. Because as long as you keep the basics the same, you should be in good shape to have glowing skin. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the, what are some products? Do you know of any like products offhand that we can get? Because I'm like, well, maybe I should try some. Yeah, so I, you know, I try to have Fusions focus not so much on products, but more so ingredients. Okay. So if you have sensitive skin, I like people to go for a mineral sunscreen. Um, if you have darker skin, you can do a tinted mineral sunscreen. So mineral means a sunscreen with zinc or titanium versus like a chemical, like okay. oxybenzone or avobenzone. Um, so mineral sunscreens tend to be to be better for people with sensitive skin or acne. And when it comes to a cleanser, instead of a brand, I tell them what kind of skin do you have? Do you have you know, sensitive skin, then look for a cleanser that has sensitive ingredients. Avoid uh, alcohol-based toner, for example. I try to tell people, uh, you know, if you're looking for a moisturizer, if your skin is oily, try a lighter lotion instead. If your skin is dry, try a creamy lotion. So really, the brands have different types within them. So it really depends on, you know, the ingredients and what works for your skin type. Okay. So mainly go for ingredients, not brands. Right. Exactly. But, you know, some of the most dermatology recommended brands are the common ones like CeraVe, Cetaphil, La Roche-Posay, Eucerin. So those are the common ones that I would recommend on a daily basis because they have some of those main ingredients that most people need. Right. So don't use that cocoa butter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we grew up on it, so I'm not gonna the hate on the cocoa butter, but please don't put it on your face if you have acne or oily skin. It's just, you know. <laughs> It'll just it make it worse. Help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's, um that's usually it, the one I gravitate to. Because I'm okay. like yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with, you know, plain old Vaseline for moisture. It's actually one product that still withstands the test of time. You know, it's it's All something right. that we eat every day for wounds and moisture. Mm -hmm. But for people with specific conditions, you know, like acne and eczema and psoriasis and rosacea, your skincare regimen may need to be a bit more tailored, or you may need like a prescription medication, for example, or active mm -hmm. ingredients to target certain things. Um, but if you're a mom that's busy like me, you just like keep it simple. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's simple. <laughs> keep it simple, but no joke. I feel like um, I've been working in the Philadelphia area, so I'm, a lot of my patients in that location are people of color. And I will tell you that we seem to wait longer, or maybe it's just, you know, lack of access, but we, they, they come to see me when things are a little bit more progressed, like their psoriasis is out of control or their eczema is out of control. So I feel like we have this belief 
in our communities that, um, or maybe we just don't know that we can seek help from a dermatologist for some of these things. But mm-hmm. um, but those are great questions for us to um, acknowledge, even if it's as simple as a skincare routine. No one ever taught us that, you know? Right. Uh, and no one ever taught us that you may need a prescription for eczema or what you have or maybe this is not eczema, maybe it's psoriasis, or who knew I needed a skin check because I'm a person of color. Um, I have several patients of color who have a history of skin cancer, you know? So it's a lot of the things that we just never think about, I guess. And, And you're right, as people of color, we tend to just like, we really do wait. Like I, I notice it and I'm looking at myself here. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes I'm waiting until things get worse and be like, okay, what should I do? <laughs> but, it's time to go. Right. Right. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> and she's like, when did this time? Like, well, listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we're not getting about when it started. Let's talk about why, what's happening now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds familiar. I'm guilty of it too. <laughs> but this is that. De- this was definitely good information. I, I, like, I've never done like skincare routine for myself, and I actually never thought to use like Eucerin or um, Cetaphil for a skincare routine. I know, you know, just put it on in, in the morning and be like, oh, that's it. Um, I know for my kids, they have eczema, so I they do have to. I use either Eucerin or Aquaphor for them. If I try yeah, anything perfect. else, even cocoa butter, their eczema flares up and their faces are just yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely um, vouch for Eucerin or Aquaphor, guys. So definitely go those rounds. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's like, it's funny because that might work for them and that's great, but it may not for someone else. It's like when you find that product that works, you just like stick with it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you feel like if you go to something else, watch something happen. And it's like, oh yeah. gosh. All yeah, right, don't me, rock the boat. <laughs> right. Let me go right on back to where I started because I think that's what I did with um the Aquaphor and the use ring because I'm like, dang, those things are expensive. <laughs> so, so I started buying like Jergens for them, and then I bought like the Jergens mixed with cocoa butter. Cause I'm like, oh, that's what I used to use when I was younger. My skin was fine, so they'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> and they were not fine. My daughter started having rashes, and my son had like, ex- like he was born with like really bad eczema, and it's gotten better over okay. the years. But if I change any of his products, like. The flare-up happens. It starts off on his eyes and then it goes everywhere else. So once that happened, the doctor was like, well, what do you use? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those other things were expensive. She was like, yeah, how about we just go back to what? Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so now every time we go to the store for lotions, they already know. My Aww. youngest like, mommy, we got the aquaphor right here. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> Skincare is so expensive, but necessary. It really is. It really is. Like, I now that you've mentioned, like, those is it like an oil? Like, once you wash your face, you put or maybe that's something I've seen online where people put like oil on first and then they put the moisturizer. Are you talking about double cleansing, like an oil based cleanser and then a water based no, cleanser? Like, a, no. um, they use like those dots, not dots, the droppers. 
and it looks like oh, it has like oil serum. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Serum, yeah. So there are a lot of actives. Actives is basically just skincare ingredients that get absorbed into the skin. So there are a lot of actives that come as serums, um, but there are also a lot of moisturizers or moisturizer-based products like hyaluronic acid that comes as serums. So they look like oils, but um, some of them are just serums with certain ingredients in them. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a complicated skincare world. <laughs> it really is. There's just so much that goes into it and you, you just never think about it and you never think, oh, it's important until something happens to your skin. You're just like, oh, well, now I got to think about it. Yeah, that's exactly. right. <laughs> I hate to say it, but we're, we're getting older, so our skin <laughs> changes as we get older. <laughs> Let me ask you one last question. So sure. um, you said we got to wash our face twice a day. Um, mm -hmm. What can we use to wash it? I know some people have like those like cleansing pads or whatever that you wet it and it gets a little soapy and then you use that to wash your face. Are those any good? So we actually as dermatologists recommend that you wash your hands, wash your face with your hands. Oh. You should not use anything that is going to cause like little micro tears in your skin. Um, washcloths are a no. Yes, washcloths are a no. Oh <laughs> gosh. So <laughs> you should use your hands to wash your face. It's simple and easy. Um, and we're kind of moving away from makeup wipe, removing wipes, um, or any cleansing pads actually, because they can cause damage or little um, tears in the top layer of your skin. And we're trying to preserve that. So how do you, how would you wash off your makeup then? So usually we use a makeup remover or which is really common right now is micellar water, which is a product that you can, you know, purchase. Um, and it's really good for cleansing and toning the skin removing the dirt and the oils and keeping the, the skin pretty clean. And then you can wash with your cleanser after you remove your makeup with your micellar water. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. wear, I only wear like eye makeup, uh, but I use like the makeup remover pads. Yeah, try um, to move towards like, even if you want to use something, try to move to something softer around your eyes, like cotton balls, you know? Um, like a, a gentle makeup remover with cotton balls instead of a cleansing pad or a scrubber. Okay, okay. Yeah. Gentle is better. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to do that because I've noticed like the ones that I use, I think it was it Maybelline or something like that. I'm, but um, that one, after a while, my eyes get really sensitive. So exactly. when I'm using it to, to clean it off, it feels like my eyes are burning. And that's like the only place I have makeup. So I'm like, like using yeah. these pads to wipe my eyes. And then once I'm done, I try to use some water because it's like, oh my gosh, my eyes are burning. Yeah, Why be careful. Is <laughs> yeah, but. try micellar water. So that's um, M I C E L L A R, and it's basically just these little spheres that have mild surfactants, so they break down oils on the skin, and they're just a lot gentler. You said M I C E C E L L A R water, micellar water. <laughs> no I'm problem. Definitely gonna try that. Thank you. This was definitely look at that. You helped me with my little skincare routine here. 
now I'm really gonna have this youthful skin. People gonna be like, oh, you're gonna be glowing tomorrow, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like, what you use, girl? Let me tell you. So fun. Always a pleasure chatting with you. You too. Thank you so much for joining me, Neanda. I definitely, I, I definitely learned a lot today. Oh, I'm so happy I could help. And feel free to message me to the viewers on Instagram or um, follow me at Dr. Neanda Reed. So I'm gonna, I'm also gonna put that in um, the show notes. So if you guys want to go down into the description box. Her information will be there. So click and, you know, if you have any questions or if you are in the area and you want to look up her business, please definitely contact her, y'all. Was it Philadelphia? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for joining me today. I, like I said, I learned a lot. So I'm hoping other listeners learned a lot, other moms. Um, and dads, if you're listening to, you know, get some yeah. of this stuff for yourself. Yes, get the men in <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> like they this. need skincare as well. All right, shoot. We're not the only ones that got a little young out in these streets. Y'all need to come on now. <laughs> <laughs> But again, thank you for joining me, Neanda. And thank you to all who are listening. Catch me next time, next week, next Wednesday on all your listening platforms. If you have any questions at all, um, send me a message. Um, I have a Facebook group, the Lazy Mom Podcast group, and the Facebook page, Lazy Mom Podcast. So you can find me on those sites. Um, And once again, thank you for joining me on another episode of the Lazy Moms Podcast.